We got the man on the phone line. Louisiana Rage Cajun head football coach Michael Desimo is on now. Coach, I know in your life many people call you coach. They call you Des, maybe Michael. I mean, there has to have been some some folks throughout your life that just called you Mike D. I mean, has anyone just called you Mike D growing up? Yeah, a bunch, a bunch of my friends called me Mike D. Uh, yeah, I, you know, like I guess like most people, I've had a bunch of a bunch of nicknames growing up: Mike D, Mike DZ, Mikey D. Um, yeah, there've been a bunch of them. All right, well, I'll just try to stick with Coach Desimo, but uh, if one slips out, you know, uh, my apologies. I think. Part of that's just playing. I mean, you've been, you, you've been in football your whole life. I mean, you know, you and I both know Gerald Broussard well. I mean, as a guy that played and coached, I mean, he just he literally had a nickname, has a nickname still in life for every single person out there. I, I think it's a, I think it's a football thing. Yeah, it might be, but yeah, Coach Broussard. I mean, he, yeah, he. I mean, he was he was the master. Everyone had a nickname, and. You never knew where it came from. I mean, some of them were off the wall, but yeah, he he was uh he was the master of the nicknames. All right, let's you know with with players. I know we're meeting with with you guys, talking to some players and coaches today. But you've been in this business for a while, coach. What's your excitement level like for this phase to begin for fall camp? And you know, I know you coached the bowl game, but your first season getting underway with fall camp, head coach at UL. It really doesn't feel a whole lot different, you know. Um, truthfully, I mean, the excitement level is always high, you know, the first day of camp and report day. and um, You know, it's it's this year's version of the Raging Cajun football team. They get to go out there and they get to, you know, for a lot of these guys, cement, you know, their legacy. A lot of them have been here since 2018 and have been a, a part of a lot of success and some great things. And, you know, today's, a, you know, really kind of the, the beginning of it officially. I mean, coaching the bowl game, in the grand scheme of things, like how much does that, how much did that help you? Is that because is it is it overstated? Man, that was really good because, like you said, there's there's not a ton of things that are all that different. But you know, it's a bowl game; it's a little unique. Does that help you as you start this phase as the first season as head coach, or was it just kind of uh, you know one of a ton of things on the list last year? Um, no, I mean, I, I think that getting to coach the bowl game and having all that stuff in place for the bowl game, I think was, was tremendous, you know, for me. And it was huge for, for me and for our, really, you know, I mean, shoot, even for the players, um, you know, just to kind of, they get a, a trial run at it. They get to kind of see what it's going to be like a little bit. And, you know, um, for me though, it was, it was, it was huge because, you know, in particular getting ready for a bowl game there are a lot more things than normal um, that go into the planning and organization of it. So it's kind of you're thrown straight into the fire a little bit, so to speak, with, with the logistics of having to do everything and, you know, kind of figure out exactly the way you want to do it. Obviously, Troy does a phenomenal job, but, you know, it's the final decisions are always yours. So, you know, we uh, it, it was I think it was a big help. What in the last, let's say, this summer? Uh, and you did Sunbelt uh, Media Days last week in New Orleans and a lot of interviews, a lot of media stuff. What has been the most asked question for you? Who's who's the quarterback going to be? <laughs> and that's going to just pretty much continue to be asked up until, um, I guess, week one. So is there, a, is there a timeline? Like, is that something that you want to have the answer to sooner rather than later, but maybe not let it be public? Like, as a former QB, what's your approach to 
this competition as we're only 30 days away from kickoff. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that by the end of camp, you know, the, the competition has to be done. Um, so school starts on August 22nd, so we've got to make a decision by then. Um, you know, I think for the team, you have to make a decision by then. Whenever, you know, I, on my junior year, it was the, the same deal. You know, they had three of us that were in a three-way competition for the for the job, and that was kind of the way that we went into camp. And you know, at the end of camp, made a decision, and that's what it was. Do you? How do you keep all players engaged? I mean, you've got some talented quarterbacks on the roster. It's a two-man competition currently. I ask you that, Coach, just because it seems like there's a lot of talk about transfer portals and NIL and today's athletes just being a different generation. What's How do you answer that challenge as a coach to keep all players engaged, whether they're competing for a starting job or for a backup role? Well, that is difficult, um, for sure. You know, um, and the quarterback position, I mean, it's always been this way, right? One of them plays. I mean, you know, my time, whenever I played here at UL, we had two backup quarterbacks that transferred at different points in time. You know, I mean, they, it's been like that forever. So, you know, the reality of it is, is to think that you're going to be able to keep all those guys, you know, who are all tremendously talented, probably unrealistic. But I think you make the competition for that third spot a real thing um, and you make it engaging and you make it, um, something where those guys have something to compete for every day, and I think that'll help uh, will help a whole lot. And you know, at the end of the day, you just kind of got to see where you're at. But you can't, you know, you can't live day to day trying to keep people out of the portal. I mean, that that's just going to take away from doing the things you need to do for your team and the guys that want to be here. Louisiana head football coach Michael Desimo, our guest coach. You mentioned quarterbacks, and you know. Most of the time, there's one of them. Maybe occasionally a team will have a two-quarterback system. I know that's not the plan here this season, but I look at the O-line, um, in, in a, and you can correct me if I'm off base with this, but I feel like when you look at all the other positions on offense and defense, right, the D-line, linebacker, safety, receiver, tight end, running back, H-back, fullback, whatever, it seems like there is more um, rotation, Right, there are more guys maybe coming in and out at multiple positions. Whereas at the O line, if everybody's healthy, that's that's a little more you know rare. Um, and for me, I, I I think you know while the quarterback question is the one you're going to be asked about the most, uh, I just I think the the questions about the O line, which is there's not as much experience there. Right, there's there's new faces there. You've you've got more experience at other positions. You know, the question mark about the O-line and them being prepared for this season, that's at the top of the list for me when I look at Louisiana Raging Cajun football this year. Where's your confidence level right now with the offensive line, and, and what do you think the biggest key for them is between now and the season opener against Southeastern to get prepared and ready to go this year? I mean, you are right. Most people don't play as many people on the O-line, but but we actually, over here, we really, we've tried to play, you know, eight guys in a, in a normal rotation here, and, you know, truthfully, that that's why I feel good about our, our group on the offensive line. Um, you know, Ru- Carlos Rubio was a starter last year, he got hurt for the year, um, 
you know, obviously we had a lot of faith in him, you know, even last year and certainly do going into this one. Um, A.J. Gilly started the entire year. You know, David Hudson started in three or four games, um, you know, when we had some injuries and played great. Uh, Nathan Thomas was part of that eight-man rotation at the end of the season last year and played really well for us. Um, you know, Jax Harrington's a kid who, from the time he got here as a true freshman, we had him kind of penciled in that rotation, had a couple injuries, you know, um, throughout the course of his career early on that, that kept him, you know, kept him from playing a whole lot. But, you know, last year he was, I mean, one of the key pieces in that rotation. So, you know, you've got five guys right there that have played quite a bit. And then behind them, you know, you've got guys that, you know, most of them have been here for a long time, you know, two, three, four years, and we've seen their work, and we know that, you know, it's really their opportunity to get in there and play. So, you know, I don't think we'll have an issue at all finding eight players that we're excited about getting in there and uh, get an opportunity to compete. You mentioned A.J. Gilly. I was uh, talking to Andre Jones and Dante Fleming a few weeks ago, and they said that, I was asking them who the, who they thought the strongest player on the team was. They mentioned Dalvin Hutchinson. They mentioned AJ Gilly. Uh, I guess that's probably a question I should ask Coach. You know, neighbors later today. But in your mind, who is just pound for pound the strongest guy on the team? Yeah, that's a good question for Coach Neighbors. You know, I don't know. AJ Gilly's a people mover uh, for sure. He's got some. He's got an incredible amount of power in his low ha- lower half. Um, you know, but you look at, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of different guys that, you know, different body types and stuff. I mean, Dre Washington is extremely explosive and powerful in the lower half. But uh, if you ask Connor, you better get ready because I'm sure he'll have, I'm sure he'll have all kind of answers for you whenever y'all get to that point. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I'll ask him today. Wide receiver, coach, a lot of depth there last year. Many would say yeah. the deepest position on the team last year. What about this year at that position? How's it looking? Um, you know, I mean, you're you're excited that in a year with a lot of question marks, you know, that's a group that you feel there aren't many. Um, you know, you've had a lot of production there for a long time. Um, those guys have, have certainly um, lived up to expectations in the spring and in the summer. So it's it's been – that's a good situation to be in right there. You know, there's really not a whole lot of question marks. Now, you do have a couple young guys coming in that – you say, wow, these guys are going to be really good in the future. Um, so someone's asked me, like, you know, do you think you're going to see any of these young guys compete right away? And I said, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see when we get in the fall camp. But if one of them does, I, I can promise you it's a really good thing because yeah. that, that room is, is talented and they've got a bunch of proven guys in there. you got a number of guys that tied in as well, obviously. I mean, Johnny Lumpkin, um, I know it's not like it's been forever, but it feels like he's been at UL forever. Um, and you know, Neil Johnson, that's just two guys, but that's another position coach where it seems like a lot of experience, a lot of depth. Yeah. I mean, for sure. You know, um, Johnny Neal and Pierce Meagle, I mean, those three guys have played, I mean, tons of snaps over here. Uh, you know, those, those three guys and and Hunter Bergeron who, who, uh, finished up last year. I mean, those guys have been doing. I mean, Johnny was in 2018, you know, when we just had two tight ends that we could play because of injuries and other things, you know, Johnny was playing, I mean, 50, 60, 60 snaps a game in some games. And, uh, you know, he's played great for us. He is one of the best leaders that, that I've ever been around. Um, leads by example, not scared of conflict, um, but leads in a way that guys want to follow him. Um, you know, that, that, that guy has just, 
he's made that entire room better. And I've seen guys like Neil Johnson um, and some of the young guys, too, that are coming up. I've seen them grow up so much under Johnny's leadership. Um, you know, that, that, that group right there is, is a special one, you know, particularly to me. And, you know, there's a young man on there. Last name is Lombardi. I'm sure he never has to hear about that anywhere he goes. That kid is awesome, man. Joe is, uh, you know, he wants to be a football coach, which I guess, you know, that would make sense. Pretty uh, pedigree but there. He, uh, he, uh, he's definitely, he, he's a, a great kid. He does everything you ask him to do, man. And he, um, he approaches the game like a coach. You can see it even as a young, as a youngster, you can tell that he's, he's got a little bit different approach to it. Coach Michael Desimar, cast ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Prather. Uh, health wise coach, how are you guys heading into camp? You know, knock on wood, um, we had a really good summer. Um, you know, I mean, you got a couple guys in and out with some, you know, soft tissue injuries and things throughout the course of it, but not a whole bunch. Um, you know, really, uh, you know, Christian Sabatini, who was a backup tight end that, uh, that actually that played in some games last year and played well, he's, uh, he's taken a medical, uh, retirement, um, because of his back, you know, he's had issues, you know, really since high school, since he got here. So, you know, he decided that he's not gonna he's not gonna continue to play. Um, and then um, Kendrell Williams got hurt in the spring; he's out for the year. Um, so, you know, that's a two, and it's always unfortunate. Um, anytime you have someone who you know who's out for the year, you know how hard they work for it. But uh, you know, those uh, the rest of those guys, you know, I mean, we're we're in good shape right now, so we try to keep it that way. On the defensive side of the ball, where? Heading into camp, do you feel most most comfortable from a depth standpoint? What unit? Um, I think depth wise, I think it's probably uh, the D line. Um, you know, a bunch of guys there who have who have played um, and played really really well for us, and then even their backups have had significant time. Um, you know, like right now, you got you know Mason Narcy's penciled in behind Zion Hill. Well, I mean, Mason Narcy's has played some really good football here. Um, you know, I think the rest of the defense, I think when you go like to linebackers and safeties and corners, the starters you feel like great about, right? You've seen it on Saturdays. They've proven themselves in games. The backups we're excited about, certainly, you know, those guys that we recruited and we worked really hard to get here and develop, but they haven't proven it on Saturdays, you know? So a lot of those positions on defense, you know, like linebacker, corner safety, are a lot like the running back room where you got a guy that's proven that you're fired up about, that you know can do it, that you've seen it do it, and behind them you're sitting there saying, oh, man, like who's going to win this job? Like who's going to win these backup jobs? Because you've got some really good ones in there. It's going to be who rises to the occasion. So it's a, it's, a good, it's a good situation to be in where you're going in where there's a lot of jobs that are up for grabs, but it's not necessarily um, starting jobs, you know, where it's going to be guys that are featured that have to – that have to perform every week. These guys will be able to grow up as the season goes on. So I think it's a good thing. When you got a player like Zion Hill, who, you know, <clears throat> I think many would agree with me, like a, a, a pro future. I mean, he's got that kind of talent. You know, he's he's been just a key player for several years now. What's the challenge to him in his senior year? Like what is, I guess specifically, what, what does a big step look like for him in your eyes in his final year of college football? You know, I mean, I think production-wise, it's going to be to continue to 
to continue to play at the same high level, I think for him, you know, what he's had to do and, and has done is he's grown as a leader um, on our team. And, you know, Zion is a guy who, you know, physically we're going to have to make sure we – I mean, the guy, you know, a lot of people don't know this because he doesn't miss games. He just plays. But, I mean, he's been through – I mean, the guy, the wear and tear. I mean, he's played so many snaps here. Um, you know, I mean, we're going to have to manage him and – you know, he's going to have to go in and learn to play, to me, a little bit different in that, you know, we need to probably manage his snaps a little bit better um, and put him in key situations to affect the game and not just try to let it ride. You know, we've got enough good players behind him in the past. You know, we come back in on a, on a Sunday and Zion would play 75 or 80 snaps, and it's, it's taking a, a little bit of a toll on him physically. So we're going to have to do a good job and make sure that we – put him in there in key situations and he's going to have to learn that means that he can just go as hard as possible because we're going to take care and we're going to manage his snaps a little bit better with the depth we have in the d-line i know on special teams coach reese burns you got your you got your punter uh kenny amanderez last year was playing and got hurt is there an open competition at the kicking position or or is it his to lose here over the next few weeks I mean, it's Kenny's to lose for sure. Um, you know, he's Kenny. Kenny's earned that. You know, he's come in. He's, he's competed for us before. He's made kicks and games. Um, you know, and, and really throughout the spring and the summer, he's been really good. It, 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 I wouldn't call it an open competition. Kenny's the starter, um, but it's his to lose for sure. Um, you know, and, and we got some guys that have that have done a good job throughout the course of spring. You know, they they work really hard in the summer. They compete. Um, you know, every day they go out there. I mean, you can you pass by, you can see the balls are up in the air, and they're going after it. So um, it'll be fun to see this fall. But, yeah, it's definitely Kenny's to lose. Head coach Michael Desimo, Louisiana Raging Cajun football season begins 30 days from today, the season opener at Cajun Field against Southeastern. Just a few more for you, Coach, and I'll let you run. I know it's a busy day. I um, A couple days ago I ran into former UL wide receiver Jalen Williams, and you know, we were talking Cajun ball and – uh, he started talking about you and, you know, one thing he mentioned to me was he felt like, um, you know, you understand the importance of, of like, mental health and kind of knowing when to push harder, when to lighten the load a little bit. How have, has, has that part of college football in your mind changed from when you played 15 years ago? You know, I guess for those that, that are in it, they probably have, you know, a little bit better understanding. Because on the outside, someone could hear, oh, mental health, and it could mean a thousand different things to them. But, you know, when you hear a former player say, look, he understands that, and it's a good thing, what, is that, what does that mean to you? Well, I mean, it means a lot. I mean, I, I think, you know, I think at the basic, most basic thing, it's, it's the human element. You know, I mean, th- these guys are not robots. You know, and, um, you know, football, uh, you know, football has changed. I mean, whether people want to admit it or not. And I mean, society's changed a little bit. Um, you know, it used to be, you know, there was like a stigma about mental health and it used to be, uh, you know, toughen up, push through, get through it. Well, I mean, I mean, it's not the case, right? Like there, it's a significant, um, it's a significant issue that has to be addressed and it has to be dealt with properly. And I think, you know, maybe more even maybe even more so than mental health, because um, you know we've never been the kind of operation here uh, that just grinds our kids in the ground. I mean, Coach Napier was not like that at all. I mean, um, you know, I think that maybe it's a little bit more. What he's talking about is maybe it's like the 
morale and the team psyche sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? I, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, I think that sometimes, you know, being thrown a bone when you're working really hard, and I think that's the way to do it. Um, I've studied a lot of, you know, talked to a lot of people, you know, in the off season about different places that do fall camp a little bit differently in the structure and the way they organize it and kind of how they, you know, how they set it up. And, you know, I do think that there are some things that, you know, our kids work their tails off now. I mean, you know, you've been around them enough, Scott, to know. I mean, they doesn't matter. Whatever you put on a practice script, they're going to go out there and they're going to go do um, you know, and I just think that for us, it's going to be to make sure that this team is, they're going to be sharp because they're going to practice really hard. You know, their, their blades going to be sharp and they'll be ready to go. Um, but for us, sometimes finding that right balance and making sure that they're fresh and making sure that they're, you know, um, you know, really in a good mental space where they're excited about being out there and playing and they're, you know, ready to go. So, I mean, you know, it means a lot to me that Jalen, you know, would say something like that, um, but, I mean, for sure, I mean, I certainly, you know, I mean, I guess it's, it's been a long time now, but, you know, that physical grind of fall camp, you don't ever forget it when you're in it. And um, every now and then, you know, I remember when Coach Bustle would, would hit us with the, we're going to the pool today, you know, during fall camp. That was that was always a, uh, that was a morale booster for sure for the team. <laughs> no doubt, man. Final question, Coach. 30 days until kickoff. Just end it with a generic question. What in your mind, if you only had to pick one thing, what's the biggest key to you accomplishing, you guys accomplishing everything on the list in front of you as it pertains to your team being ready for, for kickoff on September 4th? It, you know, it's really simple. It just takes doing the daily things better than everybody else, and that's the way we have to do it. Um, you know, whatever's on that schedule day by day, don't flip ahead in your book. You know, just what's what's today? And let's go out there let's go today and let's go do it the best that we can and if if we do that you know throughout this fall camp um by the time we get to this first game over here at home we'll be in a really good place so um i expect you know our coaches and our players will certainly do that um and you know it's really it's, it's nothing earth shattering man that's what most of the good teams they just are really good at the details Win the day no doubt coach i appreciate you taking the time look forward to chatting with you throughout the season We'll see you a little bit later today, albeit in a different kind of media environment. But thanks for, uh, for for chatting with us. I know the audience always enjoys it. They appreciate the perspective, and I'll let you get back to work, man. Thanks again. Scott, thank you. You got it. That is Louisiana Rage Occasion head coach Michael Desimo.